Danny, I am in the most wonderful place in the entire world. Your home? No, I'm in a place. I'm in a place where all of my dreams come true. All of them. All of them. Florida. (laughs) I think you were thinking Salt Lake City. No, it's it's Orlando, Florida. Orlando, uh, Florida. I knew where you were because we had a little. But I wanted to. I wanted to see how long I could keep this awkward start going. Of where are you? Right, pretending I don't know that you're in the magical kingdom known as Disney World. Tell us about it. Where in the world is Is James Montemagno? Yeah. I was going to say where Mazzi is San Diego. Yeah. Mazzi San Diego. I think that's not the first time we've sang that together, by the way, on that's this true. podcast. That's true. Yeah. So I am uh, here for a conference because, you know, I love to travel to Orlando for conferences. Mm-hmm. Everybody does. Yep. Everyone does. Because you get to walk around and not and be like in Disney. Like you're literally in Disney, but not in Disney. And, and you know once I mean? you're in Orlando, the thing is, for those who haven't been there, either for a conference or just not been there at all. If you're not there in Orlando for Disney, you can't get out anyway. You couldn't leave it if you wanted to. No, it's impossible. They, they, they don't, they don't let you out. They, once you're right. in, you don't get, to, you don't get to leave. You, 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 you think you can, but you right. can't. And nope. everything around you, every in Orlando, in Orlando, in Orlando, <laughs> Everything is far. Everything like we I was going with my buddy Scott to go get uh, dinner one night. He's like, I want to go to Chipotle. Everything is 20 minutes away. Everything. Everything. Would, it doesn't matter where you are. I mean, the bathroom's 20 minutes away if you actually need it. Uh, 20 no, minutes. No, but you're right. I, you know, you and I were, were chatting a little bit before the show started. And I said, I've got plenty of Orlando stories for you. None of them really going to going to talk about Orlando as being the happiest place on earth, because like you, I have also spent a lot of time traveling uh, for conferences or I guess in, in terms of the chess community, we call them, you know, tournaments. Uh, the, the many of the United States Chess Federation, for those who don't speak USCF, many of their national events have been in Orlando. And so I've spent a lot of time going into the magical kingdom and not been able to experience the magic and and what that does to a man, Mott's. Well, you tell what does that do to what does that do to a man? Well, you know what, what happens here. So here's a here's an actual real life situation. Right. So it's the first night here, and I'm pretty hungry. It's about nine o'clock at night, and I look at my phone and I go, "Where can I go to eat?" Well, everything is twenty minutes away. So I go, "Okay, uh-huh. can I walk somewhere?" And I'm right. By the way, in- not everything, not the Disney trough or. The convenience store they want you to pay for right there in whatever resort you're in. But oh, this is correct. I, I should have yes. I should have prefaced with anything that's not Disney is 20 minutes away. Right. And but I'm right in the heart of Disney Springs, which is the resort area, hotels, the area. It, I think it was downtown Disney. It's really big. It's kind of crazy. And I'm literally across the street. So like when I say I'm in it, like I'm I'm physically looking at Disney happen in front of my eyes. Right. So I go, okay, what is there? And of course, there's just terrible food options of all sorts for these people to eat. But there is a um, Earl of Sandwich or whatever, you know, sandwich place. Like, I'll go get a sandwich, right? And you walk over there and you're walking and you're walking. And then you enter this world of imagination where things just don't make any sense because (laughs) there are children and grown men hula hooping to a live DJ. 
There are Star Wars shops. There's the world's largest like Disney thing. Then there's like a deep sea pearl. Like you can buy pearls that were like found underwater. Like what is happening? And the, the interesting part here is that when you're in this, you're there by yourself. So you get to you get to watch everybody have an amazing time. Like everyone's got their Disney shirt on. They got the magic band on. They're having fun with their family. And then there's you sitting by yourself eating a chicken right. wrap at nine fifty five right. at night. <laughs> this is oh my god! You could not have described how I feel better if if uh, if you were actually trying to. I mean that was so having been at those so many of those events and. Uh, not been there with my family, not been there with the wife and kids, right? Not been there to experience Disney in the same way that you're not. Eventually you start walking around and you just get, I don't want to say you get angry. Like, cause I, I'm not really that person. You're not really that person. Like I'm not getting angry, but it is frustrating to think about it from a removed perspective. Like, Hey, if I'm not here to experience this magic, it turns into like corporate discussed really quickly right because you just mm-hmm. get super frustrated with the way the, the the environment's set up the culture is is all consuming there are no other options besides disney eateries disney stores disney disney experiences and when you're not there for disney um it's they own so much of the land again people don't understand like disney owns a huge section of Florida. i mean the, all of buena vista and uh, and i've been there where literally i had no choice but to, but to drive, I think we wanted to get pho one night, which was awesome, by the way. And uh, we, we were willing to drive like 40 minutes just for pho. That's how badly yeah. we wanted it, right? We, we had to get out of Disney. And um, I don't know how they help you get around the resort and all the park and the park hoppers and all this stuff. But uh, when we were there, they gave us like this wristband that was connected to your room via i don't know how technology works maybe there's something wireless who knows how technology really works right it's magic i guess it's disney magic and um because you have a credit card on file at your hotel this little disney wristband with its dangerous looking little mickey mouse ears is capable of getting you whatever you want whenever you want it you just flash it and Mm -hmm. it pays for it's like uh it's like quick pay but like i said quick pay on steroids you know and and um that was how we were supposed to kind of move around. And so me and me and everybody else who was there on chess.com's dime had like a little wristband. And, you know, I got a little nervous about the budget at times, you know, how easy it was to use Mickey's magic and just pick up anything at the store. No questions asked. So do they have that for you or uh, they just take credit card, the old, the old fashioned plastic. Oh, they take my old fashioned plastic. They don't, um, you know, they, was it intriguing about the hotel situations? I am in the hotel resort area, but since like, I'm here for the conference. They're like, oh, you don't even get you don't even get to be part of the uh, we'll help you pay. Fa- we'll take your money faster mode. Right. There's right. the there's literally that mode, which is like, how can we Disney everything in your life? And right. they're like, no, you don't even get to be part of that. You're not allowed yeah. to be. So yeah. we see we um, see the the Grinch heart within you. You don't even, yeah. you don't even get that. You don't yeah. get that. Well, maybe you not every hotel that. does that. The last hotel I was at for a USCF Nationals did. But, you know. Anyway, I bet if I, I inquired, I bet you know. if I inquired, I'm sure if you're just like, hey, Disney, would you like to take money from me faster? I'm sure that they would mm-hmm. be like, yeah, that's that sounds good. That's it. We'll do. That. <laughs> yeah. No objection. Yeah. Um, wow. That's life. Well, when, so life when in, do you return? I return. Well, that's the thing is that so I've been here for a few days and I return tomorrow night. So there's literally unless I go tonight um, and I have access to 
the 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 extra magic hours benefit, mm-hmm. then I would um, not have you any. Would not go. Uh, yeah, because they everything closes at like eight or nine o'clock. So as, as long I come as you home make tomorrow, sure you get back, yeah. you get back into the hotel room before midnight, right? Before the ball strikes twelve or whatever the hand, you know, whatever happened to Cinderella, you get it. Uh, yeah, whatever. Um, but hey, I have experienced the magic hours. That is a fun thing. If you, I don't know what you're up for tonight. If you could find a friend or a buddy, that would be recommended. But it is fun to get in there after hours and no kids around and. Um, so obviously I, I threw my shade at the corporate Disney environment that is Orlando and it can be frustrating year after year, but I, I think two of probably the seven or eight times I've been there without my family, cause of, there's many events, um, we took advantage of that and, uh, we did some late night rides, adult time, we get off and you're like, you want to do space mountain again? Yeah, let's do it, bro. Just do it. <laughs> and you just do it. Yeah. Right. Um, so anyway, that can be fun. I like that. Oh, well, I'm going to investigate. I do have some. I do have some friends, even though most people probably don't think I do. So I have I do have a few (laughs) friends. I will inquire to see if they're up for the magic of the Disney. So we'll see. But uh, I uh, yeah, besides that, everything else is going good. Crush some conferences, crush some keynotes. I somehow let every single one of my chess.com games lapse. But, you know, that's just another day in the life. That's just I could I could throw some vacation time your way. I have the power. You know, what do you need? What do you need, baby? The vacation time. In you games. Just need some Ooh, vacation look at time? No, actually, I have three games going. 73, 73 minutes left on this move. I'm okay. excited for this. So you might, this you is... know, don't forget that before after this is done. Yeah. So don't play right. now, James. Stop playing. This one says five days. I have no idea that happened. I it, what's intriguing here is that sometimes I get notifications telling me that I need to play, but then I think sometimes my phone goes into like a into a mode where it's like I hate notifications and I don't get my notifications. But it had me thinking. I was listening to a podcast today um, from John Roderick. Do you know John Roderick? Uh, it rings a bell, but go ahead. Remind me. John Roderick, he's a famous Seattle um, musician, uh, maybe from The Long Winters, perhaps. I don't know if you know that band. I, I've had many Long Winters, but I've never uh, heard of said band. <laughs> uh, he was also he's, he's a, a musician, a writer. He's a politician. He was in the Long Winters. He was also a former touring member of the band Harvey Danger. If you remember that, okay, I do remember them. Um, uh-huh. They sang that uh, that song. Um, dun, 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 some, something, something. Yeah, that's. Like I know a song, song. they sang, so yeah, I get it. He's done. He's done tons of other things, like lots okay, of so, other right. things. Well, uh, you and general. I are now both equally uh, Jonathan Roderick fans. Yeah, so he has a podcast with Marilyn Mann, which is uh, Roderick on the line. And they were talking today. I was just listening to this. And what was intriguing is they were talking about how basically um, these Internet things are really the Internet itself is kind of killing us in a way. And um, we're just getting inundated with crap all the time. Kind of like when you go into Disney, you're just inundated with Disney. So much Disney. We're just inundated with all of this stuff all the time. It had me thinking about how this is our life. So when I get right. these notifications, I got to check my chess.com. I got to do this thing. I'm getting this. At least when I go to chess.com, I'm getting kind of notified about like I'm playing a game, but just everything that I do, if it's, if I don't get this notification, it's like, Oh, I don't do this. Oh, I didn't do that. Right. Um, and I'm intrigued how me, you know, me as a single individual person with, a, with a partner, it's like, well, 
I can kind of control it, but it seems like the internet is trying to get our attention more now than ever. And right. I'm interested how that is impacting you, you as a father of 18 children and how that's imp- how it may impact all of your 18 children. Yeah. All, in the all, future. all 17 of them. I have 18. So I mean, I, maybe, you know, you never know, don't, but you never know. <laughs> um, Oh, dude, you're you're opening up a, a big can that would become very quickly it. a parenting podcast. I mean, I can tell you who I rely on to help me get through this. I rely on the internet. Um, no, I it, the <laughs> I rely on uh, my wife, and you know, it, it's there is no get. First of all, it would be ridiculous for me to sit here and pretend like I have anything figured out. I think. One of the biggest mistakes you can ever make in parenting is the moment you start to become convinced you're doing a great job and feeling really prideful about your kids. Because pride, pride can lead to like blindness where you're just proud of who they were. It's like when you love them, you're a little more present to some of their flaws because every human being has a flaw. And so when your kids have an attitude, there's nothing wrong with acknowledging like maybe your kid, you know, needs to learn something or have a correction. I think you know, when we combine this like millennialism with, with pride, it can be really dangerous. So I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to stay super present. I I'm very, I'm frightened on a daily basis about what's happening. I try to talk to my kids as directly to their level of understanding as possible. So what does that mean? That means Warner's at the stage where, you know, we talk about, um, you know, we're not really having the SEX talk yet. He's nine turning 10. Maybe we're getting there soon, right? But we're not, but he is getting exposed to stuff on the internet that I'm already worried about, right? Mm. So we kind of have talks that are about like what's appropriate, what's not. He's still young enough. We're just setting straight up boundaries without pure explanation. It's probably healthier than me going down the road of, hey, here's all the stuff that I should be telling you to scare you about the internet. Whereas like Nash is at the age where you, like they had they had a sex ed talk in his junior high class and they start showing pictures of like STDs and what it looks like mm. for people who do that. Right. Then they then there's like the the Internet talk that I have with Nash, which is like I show him a lot of Simon Sinek videos. You know who Simon Sinek is? I do not know. Simon. Oh, oh it if just you literally up. look up if you if you Google right now the speech that broke the Internet. You will see a picture of Simon Sinek and you can watch it later. The speech that broke the internet. I I think, first of all, I think Simon Sinek is a genius and he's, I don't even know if he's a parent, but I think that his um, general message is a very, very powerful one about the, the, the dangers and the addictions of social media and the replacement it gives to people feeling okay when they're really not okay, both from like the chemical reaction of dopamine when it hits you and you feel like, oh, I got a like on my post and people constantly looking, oh, how many retweets did I get? How many people like my Instagram picture? All this stuff, right? Versus... Versus having real connections with people. And so Nash is at the level where I can have much more, I want to say, fulfilling and meaningful. Not that Warner won't get there. Nash, I can be like, hey, dude, like what I can ask him, like, Nash, what do you think about this? Hey, what would you say to like a teenage girl that's super depressed and spends most of her time caring more about Facebook friends versus like conversation? Like he's at the age where I can kind of ask questions and allow him to 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 apply a little more stimulation and critical thinking, which I that's kind of the parenting philosophy that Sean and I are going with, which is just because, I mean, I can, what happens if I just set boundaries? Well, then, then they might just rebel. And if I just say, no, you can't have Facebook, Instagram, no, 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 no. He's might do it secretly. I actually Mm. had a case recently where I know a family friend who found out that like her daughter had basically an anonymous account on Facebook and was involved in all kinds of questions that, that uh, all kinds of conversations that the mom was 
I mean, was kind of humiliated about the kind of things her daughter was saying, right? Yeah. It's the it's the age old dilemma that if you take it or restrict overly, it just makes them want to do it more. Right. So Nash is at the age where we've said no to Instagram, Facebook and all these things. And here's the here's what we're relying on. The crutch that it's essentially illegal for for you to have these accounts unless you're under 13. I don't care that everybody Uh, else is doing it. I don't care that other parents are doing it. I say, well, this is the rules. Don't do it. Then the problem is, here's where my bluff is about to be called. He's about to turn 13 this year. So now I got to figure out, do I, you know, because I basically would be approving what Simon Sinek and a lot of others have said, which is that maybe social media should raise the age restriction to 15, even 18. We're starting to recognize the clear data that says that this is not helping develop the social awkward skills that a boy develops when he first asks a girl out nervously in person and she says no or yes, right? Now all they have to do is swipe right. And yeah. and it's really dangerous. And, and anyway, watch Simon Sinek's video. So I, I kind of vibe to that theory of be truthful and be and be present. And I can't do that with everybody. Like I can't do that with um with my nine-year-old, but when he's there, I will be ready to try to educate him and let him realize the dangers of it. And then the truth is eventually I'll probably have to also at some point put my foot down and be like, no, this is not okay. But, but dude, you're literally talking to somebody who, who loses sleep over this. So, I mean, I, what do you want me to say? What do you want me, what do you want me to say and do? I mean, I, I don't have the answers. I, I don't have the answers. I don't know. I'm a father. I don't know. Don't pay me out of me. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, uh, what was pretty intriguing there is that, uh, you know, Nash attack will be the first one. So it'll be like a great learning experience. So he's like a trial run, um, <laughs> for everyone else. But have you, so I, I'm pretty intrigued here because, so Nash Nash attacks going to be 13. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. So, Oh, I see. Yeah. And I think, you know, these kids nowadays, these kids, mm-hmm. these back kids in my, nowadays. my days when I was, when I was 13, I didn't even know a, a nickel from a dime. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know. That has nothing <laughs> I don't to know where that came from, but, but yeah, no, I'm with you. Oh, I'm I'm glad that you you brought up a lot of topics there, and I don't want to dive down into things. We talked a little bit about some some birds and the bees, which is a, literally something that doesn't make any sense. Why would a bird and a bee? I don't understand I don't anything. Know, right. But uh, you know, I talked about you know social media, talking about gaming, a lot of different things and topics in there. But it's not like you're really open to have the discussion. Like I I, I don't want to you know I I don't want to talk from my personal experience. But I'll just talk to it what I know and what I hear and what I read and what I've experienced is that a lot of people aren't as open. And I think it's a tough conversation because kids, like we don't want to have those conversations with our parents, you know, right. we're just like, eh, we don't want to, it's like weird. And, I, and then I always think in my mind, like, well, you know, I'm like millennial generation, like my kids, like they're going to have such an easy, like I'm going to be such a cool parent. Right. And they're going to have such an easy time talking to me about mm-hmm. sex mm-hmm. or about drugs or whatever. Like it's cool, man. Like, was hitting up the store, you know, but that's not true at all. That's just a pipe dream. Isn't well, the hippies it? thought they had that figured out too, because they were rebelling against the, you know, they were the baby boomers rebelling against their, you know, it was a much more rigid, more dogmatic uh, culture as far as the place of the man and the woman in the household. I mean, we could go on down a lot of roads, right? But if you look at kind of the evolution of the the parents of then the, you know, the baby boomers or the hippies. And then there's like the perspective of like free love, man. And just, you know, but then you have your own kids. And I think, I don't know, this is a whole another topic of discussion that again, I don't think either one of us is super 
qualified to talk about anything besides our own view and experiences. But I can say that it's, I agree with you that being open about it is, is really important and not being a hundred percent, like, I don't want to be super judgmental because here's the other way to look at it is like people that end up being super harsh. You find out that your daughter was, was sexting or doing something weird, right? Or your son was breaking a rule like that, right? Like we end up forgetting the times that yes, it looked a hundred percent different for you, but you basically did the same thing mm. as far as your rebellion or or what you were curious about and what you did. And then because because it looks so different to us, it's easy to like judge it with like a new level of harshness where you're like, no, no, I, I am being different than my parents. This is just really bad, right? But in the end, you end up making your kid feel the same way that you felt when that came down on you, right? So I don't, I mean, I, I tend to, you know, and I, I go to therapy and I, and I talk a lot about this stuff and in my childhood and different things I've been through. And I, I definitely subscribe to the fact that it's very dangerous to think you're doing something that looks logistically better than what was done with you and your brain to your parents. And, but forget that all that really matters is that the logistics have already changed way more now. I mean, you told somebody 50 years ago that that we're going to be sending communications wirelessly and you and I would be recording this thing. It's like through invisible airways, they would have burned you at the Salem witchcraft trials, right? They've been like, oh, this person's speaking voodoo, right? And so like, we don't really know the challenges they're facing. So I try to be like, look, if I find out that Nash is doing this, I give him very harsh warnings and I, about the legality of him telling me, because he's told me like some of his friends send nude pics to each other, right? And I'm like, you know, it's illegal for minors to do this. And you should never. And he also knows I'm allowed to look at his phone. And so he doesn't do it. And I'm a very present parent. But here's the other dangerous thing. And this stays between us or not. But I can I mean, I can't I don't know who's listening to the podcast. Right. But I don't think anybody locally in my town listens to it. But what I'll say is uh, there are the, a lot of the parents of the kids that are Nash's age are much older than me and Shauna. We had kids much younger. And I think there there is sometimes a dangerous disconnect when I'm dealing with a 13-year-old who's my oldest son. They're, his best friend is a 13-year-old who's the youngest of five. And in that family, the parents are pushing 55 plus. So sometimes like those other kids do get away with things that Nash doesn't get away with. And while 13-year-old Nash may be hating me, I'd like to think 21-year-old Nash is going to thank me, but I don't know. And I can't see the future. And so I just have to keep rolling the parental dice and and then... And then I don't know. And then blacking out. I don't know. And then, you know, by the way, but have you seen like the um, you just got to I think I think you do have to treat kids like they're smart and let them realize the consequences. Have you seen this? I've talked before, like the look up video, look up from your phone. Uh, look up from your phone. Look, you're, you're enlightening it. Look up from. Your yeah, I'm going to Google it, too, to phone. make sure you get what I what I want you to get. Look up from your uh, phone. Gary, Gary Turk yep. official video. Yep. Watch that video. It's okay, phenomenal. It honestly will videos. make you cry. It'll okay. make you cry. I promise. It's, ha it, I'm not going to ruin it, but it's a okay. very like, oh my God, what is happening to our society? People have to start getting present to relationships and not looking for likes and shares on social media. Because Simon Seneca said, it gives you a small hit of dopamine that replaces the feeling you might otherwise get when you connect and get a hug from someone or whatever, yeah. right? And there's... so. You know, I, I've had Nash watch that look up from your phone video like three times. Guess what I'm going to do tonight, actually? I'm going to freaking make him watch it because I am his dad. See, I can pull the dad card there and like torture him. That's so I try to pull the dad card there like, hey, I'm going to make you do this. But then I try to educate him with things that even if he to was tortured the whole time, I'm hoping like make an impact in terms of potential dangers. So such a good father. I love it. 
I like when I when I also put that into Google. This is my favorite part about Google. I put look up from your phone. And um, I, I like how they still inform me that they found uh, 5 billion results uh, that could be possible. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Google. That's good. Oh. Uh, I appreciate that. You know well, what? You know what? It is good because what happens when you literally look that up and they know exactly what they're looking for? Then they're literally in on our conversation, right? Uh, I mean, so that's the that's the other way to look at it. The first the first thing that came up was not even just the website for it. It was like the YouTube video. They're like, here, yeah, the they, immediate, they know. They know. They do know. They know. Now, can I ask you a question here? Okay. Okay. Um, now, are you guys. Have uh, heard enough of me talking here today? I mean, why don't we talk about? Okay, you ask your question, no. and then I got a question for you. Question is: okay, so Are you? Are, is everyone in your family an iPhone family? Well, right now we are because me and Shauna have been iPhone users, and so mm-hmm. I, um, I passed. Uh, so, for example, Nash's first phone was like a. Well, no, he had a first phone that was an old phone because I I made him have the experience of a bad flip phone just so he yeah. could have it. Well, uh, but then he yeah. quickly upgraded himself to an iPhone 5s that he figured out how to make work, nice. and he actually like had his uncle Luke, our buddy Luke, our best our best friend Luke, my one friend um, Luke, yep. He Nash figured out just with some quick like he literally Googled it himself. So I had to give him credit. He figured out with some troubleshooting and just a couple questions with Uncle Luke how to like reactivate this phone that I thought was dead for like two years and get it so that it only worked on Wi-Fi. And then he hooked up his Gmail to the messaging. And he, so he was basically texting before I gave him permission to text. Mm. This was like when he was 10. So he did that like a couple of years ago. And then me and Shauna decided we're not really against this because we, you know, he's doing a lot more sports. We kind of want him to have a phone. So then I, I basically just took that iPhone five S and just like went and like, you know, activated it, you know? Um, so that's his phone. It's got a really bad crack screen. He complains all the time, tells me, he's like, you're buying me a new phone. I'm like, you're going to get a job and buy yourself a fun iPhone 10 X if that's what you want. But, uh, so, so let me tell you a feature here. So the new iOS 12, it's, I don't know if you've heard it. It's the successor to iOS 11. Go figure. Mm, interesting. They didn't skip, okay. they didn't skip a version there. Like they did with the iPhone nine. Where does Where does the iPhone nine doesn't exist? Uh, now they have this new thing. Have you heard about screen time? This is a Roderick on the line. They were also talking about this. Have you heard about screen time? Oh yeah. No, we we're all about screen time and we have a whole, we have our own system. I think every parent does, but go ahead. I want to hear this. I want to hear yours. Well, I'm intrigued because I, you know, I didn't really give it a much of a of a thing. I'm an Android person where they also have the screen time feature. It's a new thing, too, that they're rolling out. So in iOS 12, they have the screen time where you can literally see how many times you pick up your phone, how many times you're on social media, all these things. And you can restrict your hours. You can say restrict my phone access from 10 p.m. to 7 a.m., which is amazing, you know, in general. And mm-hmm. I have to imagine this lookup video, I'm, I'm a, probably has something to, you know, some overlap here of this, but I didn't know if you had from a parental view is like, is that something that can be utilized, like to be like, Hey, Nash yeah. attack, I'm utilizing, but I'm doing it myself, right? Like, that's a cool thing. If you're like, Hey, check it out. I yep. am also doing this. We're in this together. We're a unit. We're one, I, I think one we, family. I think we talked a little bit about this previously, but I told, I have a phone basket in the living room. And oh, the next yes, time right. James and Heather visit, they will put their phones in the basket when they're in the house. Mm. It even is hooked up with all kinds of chargers in the basket I built up. So anything you have, Android or iOS, will charge in the basket. Love it. Love it. Um, everybody has to have their phone in the basket. Nash has to have his phone in the basket by 730. Let's be honest, most time I don't make him do it till 8. Um, then he's got homework and he cheats, whatever. But we're, we're pretty good about it. Like It at least has some sense of helping us with the boundary. 
right? Got and it. you have to pick your battles with kids. So like I say 7.30, but if it's in there by 7.40, you can't just ground him and take your phone. It just, it gets too harsh. But then if he does it like three nights in a row where you realize he's bringing his phone down at 10, okay, now he's grounded, right? So yeah. kind of just like a little bit of balance. But the I'm really glad you brought this up because I didn't know that iOS just launched that. In fact, for the first time in my life, I was considering switching my family to Android because um, a buddy of mine showed me how cool the parental devices are on the Android. And I think it's been a place where they've had a slight leg up on iOS, if I'm honest. Um, and so, and I don't even need to say if I'm honest, we're allowed to criticize Apple, no matter what Apple thinks, take that Apple, because you <laughs> kill me sometimes. Anyway, in your everyone's face. always afraid to say that Apple's not the best, but in some ways they haven't been. And um, the fact that they have that will probably keep us iOS users right now. Uh, but he showed me some really cool apps I can use to govern the screen time on PlayStation, the screen time on the Xbox, um, mm. which are apps for the Android. And I don't know if they have the same apps for the iOS. So so I got I to gotta dive into this whole thing. Uh, my friend I'm talking about, Byron, his kids are a little older. His youngest is nine, or like my second one is, you know? So he's he's he's, he's about 10 years older than me. Um, so he, he gave me some tips there that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dive into. But um, I'm definitely a big fan of screen time. I think... I think you can also wrap it around chores. You can wrap it around homework. You can wrap it around, you know, discipline and stuff. But again, I'm not a huge fan of of parental philosophies that are about disciplining punishment versus reinforcing like positively good habits. And I'll explain that right now because this is something I've I've read a lot about. I used to teach kids professionally for a living. Now I just talk into a camera and pretend people are listening. But <laughs> I, you know, I really did a lot. And Sean and I have always been big into like, you know, forward thinking education methods and just the psychology and the makeup of the brain and you know how when people are abused what it actually physically does to the brain and how that's why it's hard for them to have good relationships there's all these things that people don't i'm all about brain games by the way another show you should watch brain games a great show oh great um, show the the main thing i i learned was that um you generally get better responses if you say if and when you do this, we get to do versus if and when you don't, you lose this. And I say that knowing I'm a hypocrite, because at a certain point, there's also boundaries you have to set with kids. And discipline is a real thing that I think expresses love at a certain point, like kids that have no boundaries and no understanding of why people don't care about what they're doing, I think are just as damaged, if not more, as overly boundaried kids. But you have to like educate them to to and try to motivate them in a way like, hey, man, oh, you want a new pair of shoes? All right, dude, like I want to do that. So I'd like you to work on the on your basketball, the shoes you want. You want your Kyrie threes or whatever the freaking bleep that is. I don't even know. Right. Like I try to like give a reward at the end of them working hard versus if you don't practice piano every day, then you don't get to play video games. So here's what they're doing. I, I, I literally gave these lectures to parents for chess. I used to get hired to speak, believe it or not. And I, I remember doing one of the seminars I did with like a lot of parents at the USC of Nationals. I think it was actually at Orlando, full circle, um, where I basically said like, hey, you're not getting the best because they're like, what about the 10,000 hours theory? And how do I make my kid a grandmaster? And how do I do? And it's all these like super ambitious parents and and I'm like, look, like, okay, I can give you a lot of advice on study methods, how to build the right habits and approach to your chess game over the board can be really applicable to how you build the right habits off the board, like, you know, uh, good study habits and good classroom discipline. And, and, but I, but I'm definitely not a fan of you have to do 30 minutes of tactics trainer on chess.com. And then I let you play video games. Cause what are they doing during that 30 minutes? They're literally counting down the time. 
They're just clocking in, clocking out. And you think you're doing a great job as a parent because you're getting them to that 10,000 hours, aren't you? Every week, you know, uh, that's 210 minutes a week and you're doing great, right? Well, that 210 minutes was probably closer to a, maybe 100 minutes of value, if that. And they associate a negative emotion every time they're doing tactics because they're only doing it to get to video games. And it's just it's just counterproductive for what your goals are. If you want to like connect with your kids, like tell them like, hey, let's do this together. Do it together with them first. Then say, you know what? As soon as you're 1800 a tactics trainer, I'm going to buy you this, even if it's ice cream. Watch how quickly that kid spends two hours straight and gets to 1800 instead of clocking in for the half an hour because you just promised them an iPhone when they reached 1800. Watch the difference, right? So one way inspires focus, motivation, and then you experience the reward together as parent and child. And the other way inspires like negative, negatively associated emotions with a, a habit that is not as like good for not as good habit forming as you think it is because you're obsessed with the 10,000 hours, Michael, Michael Gladwell or Malcolm Gladwell. So, and I'm not saying I don't believe in that. I have put in 10,000 hours in chess and you know, it's a big reason why I got as far as I did and probably should have put in a few more hours if I wanted to be Carl Magnus Magnuson. But anyway, I'm sorry for the rant, but you turned this into a Danny's thoughts on parenting and psychology. And as you can tell, I'm very passionate about it. I have a lot of thoughts about it. And honestly, if I wasn't in chess.com, I would love to be doing something that like Simon Sinek or someone does. I would love to like, because I think so many people are like effing this up out there and, uh, and it's too bad. So, yeah, yeah, it's true. It's very, I mean, I, I mean, I know it's a rant, but it's also just, kind of like a, a cup of tea, just kind of, you got to sip it down slow and just kind of it warms over your throat. You it, sip it it. I'm really into throat coat tea, by the way, right now. That's something Th- I had a confession to make. I'm not drinking as much coffee in the afternoon because I've switched to tea because I'm doing all this talking. Let me tell you a, uh, a secret. What's your secret, um, Shia LaBeouf? So I went to the chiropractor. Oh, and, uh, so I've been having a lot of lower back issues. I you remember when I broke my yep. back earlier yep. this year. Yep. So I have this, I have this issue where I'm, I'm pretty sure this is not how your back is supposed to work. I'm pretty sure like if I sit down for an hour, let's say I go on an hour drive, I'm pretty sure I should be able to walk after that. Right. I should be able to get up and walk. I mean, I've heard, I've heard that people can do that. Yeah. Okay. So I, I my assumption here was that I should be able to walk without being in pain and humping over for like, yeah. you know, five minutes Jokes aside. I'm so sorry, buddy. Seriously. It's okay. So something is still dramatically wrong. So I went to the chiropractor and she's, she's looking at me and she's doing this. She's like, I don't know. That looks, that doesn't look good. That doesn't work. And she's going on my back and she's like, crash. She's like, go this way. And I'm just going to, then I'm like, oh God. Right. You know, and, uh, this is basically a reenactment of my chiropractor. And she goes, she goes, so what, um, what uh what kind of you know things are you eating or drinking blah 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 you know because i want to i want to avoid inflammatory things like different red meats or wines uh i'm a big wine drinker though but not not a big big wine drinker but i drink a glass of wine from time to time Mm. and uh and she goes okay that, that seems fine doesn't seem too crazy if you're drinking like five glasses of wine a night maybe it's not good for your knees and back uh, cause kind of inflaming some things. And I go, you know, I do drink about 85 ounces of coffee a day. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, how many cups? And I go cups. Let's just say about five, five to six cups of coffee a day. I mean, if, if there's a funnel, just put it in my mouth and I'll continuously <laughs> down coffee. Um, and she goes, Hmm, I don't like that. She goes, I don't like that. <laughs> you know? Oh, no. And she goes, 
she goes have you have you thought about doing a half half regular half calf and i go and you and, said and I, the, that was, you said take it back you said shut your mouth when you're talking to me it, it was a very uncomfortable long pause <laughs> and the she was looking at me while i was making like a face uh that like i could like, i can't comprehend those those yep. those words coming together. Someone had just taken your firstborn child, and you're just devastated. And she goes, well, "How about how about you just try that for a little bit, see how that works for you?" So, uh, luckily, we had some Olympia coffee, decaf coffee. I've been doing, I have been doing, but it's weird, right? Because how do you make half calf, half non-calf? It literally makes no sense because that means you have to have two beans, two different beans, perhaps even from different origins in life, roasted differently. Yeah. And Danny, you're putting them together in a grinder. They don't know each other. They don't know anything. I mean, I guess it could become a beautiful union, a matrimony. I mean, but these. But it could blow up in your face, like our Dreams Teams book we're reading. I don't know where you're exactly. at in the book, by the way, but I've made more progress. Oh, nice. I, I'm a little bit in. I'm like. Okay. No, two no, or three that wasn't meant in. to be pressure. I'm enjoying the conversation. Just say, you're right, though. It could be a match made in heaven, but it could blow up in your face. That is, that is correct. Uh, and. You know, it's intriguing to me. So I, I, I've tried this a little bit in the morning. Now I'm on the road, though. But I'm not going to go into. I'm not going to go into Starbucks. Like, hey, can I get half calf, half decaf? And they're like, who are you? It's, it's already. T- let me, let me take. That's like asking them. Like, here's something terrible. Can you make it even more terrible? Right. That's <laughs> what happens when you go to Starbucks. Um, worse today. I, 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 my Google Maps bait and switched me. Okay, so I am driving very far to go visit some family today. And uh, I uh, I type into my my Google my Google Maps and I go find me a Starbucks and it's like cool the closest Starbucks is twenty minutes away I'm literally on the highway and I'm like there's got to be one twenty minutes away I go all right okay let's let's get it this is early in the morning I stroll down and it's like this will only have three minutes to your commute I'm like this is perfect Starbucks right off the highway this is exactly what I'm looking for drive through enabled I'm so excited. Uh-huh. Yeah, more excited for the Starbucks than I've ever had because I've been up for two hours, an hour on the road, and I have no coffee. I get there, and it says coming soon. Oh no! Google Maps totally screwed you, brah. Not I'm fair. Like, not fair. So I'm like, okay, where's the next closest Starbucks? One hour away. Oh, I'm, like, oh. I'm in the middle of nowhere, the, so I'm like, the shame. I'm like, I'm like what else is there? Dare I not? Shame on Starbucks. I I do this. I I go Google. Find me coffee. Closest closest Dunkin' Donuts, 15 minutes. I'm like, let's do it. I'm ready. I I was about to say, for the first time in your life, you're not judging that in Houston, Texas, there are literally Starbucks one corner across from each other, one on each corner. I believe there's legend of a four-corner Starbucks. There is a – There is said legend of – yeah, in C- Seattle, I've seen three corner Starbucks. That's I what, lived on see, a three just, corner. See that that's so wrong. And then the fact that you were in a position where Starbucks, there's literally a place on the planet. You just proved it where there are Starbucks one hour away from each other. It exists. It You've makes no sense. It makes no sense. It's it's called Florida. Um, or everything <laughs> else makes. I was I was li- I I kid you not. I'm literally walking around this Hilton hotel, and I'm walking. Like to and from the 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 area where I park my car to the, the the where my room is at, and you have to walk over this little bridge or whatever. 
And I kid you not, there's literally a sign that says there are like this family friendly resort in the Disney parks. And it's like, uh, be advised, um, 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 dangerous snakes and alligators may be present. Why are there snakes and alligators at my Disney resort, Danny? I don't understand. And why is there no Starbucks anywhere? I'm so sad. This is so terrible. Kids have lost their lives because of those snakes and alligators there was a uh, oh, let's not go into that but no you're i mean you're right florida i i think you summed it up like the place that makes no sense florida makes no i mean sense. everybody feels this way the electoral college feels this way politicians feel this way we feel this way i mean i i don't even think anybody who lives in florida is even from florida you know um it's it's true huh. you had a question for me you had a question for me well uh, are we too far Gone too far till next week. I I blacked out. I, I was gonna. Oh, I think I was gonna ask you about this awesome picture you sent me about with you and your grandpa because it's not. Let's end on a high note here. Tell everybody how great it was to visit your grandpa in Florida, and that that's a part of the reason that you were that you were on the road away from Disney, the kingdom that is not so magical. I was on the road. Uh, drove drove around is very far everything in here um, to visit people. That's also that's three hours away. He's on thirty minutes. It's thirty three hours. Uh, I, I, you know, I made a, my, I have some aunt and uncles here and some grandparents here. And I, uh, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm in town. I have an, I have a down day today. I did a bunch of sessions, a bunch of prep, got in a whole day early, did tons of prep, worked really hard. And I was supposed to do booth duty today. And I say, yeah, I think I just want to go visit my family. And my boss is I like, I love that. It makes me so Sounds happy. good. My boss like, cool. Sounds good. And I just drove out. I got to got to to meet up with my my grandpa. It was lovely. I sent you an amazing photo because we're adorable. Not to you be shared. Look, with you the guys internet, look a little bit alike. You look a little alike. I mean, he's old and you're young. That's one thing. Yes. But yeah, other this than is that, true. Other than that, you could be looking into a seventy year. I mean, he's ninety six. You said. 96 yeah you could be looking to a you know whatever that is a 60 year mirror right now you're taller you than put, him though too i am t- if, well, you know you put my dad in the middle of us and you you, and you, you would go. just see the lineage you see the lineage right yeah you see yeah evolution is real right did you like did you like my shirt that i'm wearing too oh let me take a closer look zoom in on that bad boy oh i'm zooming in zoom oh, it in. okay i like the heart oh heart and turtles what are those? Nope. Those are those are not terrible. You got to zoom in correctly on that thing. What kind of phone do you have? iPhone well, 4? I, <laughs> it's a heart. And I'm I'm sort of like shape blind. Are those bear? Oh, oh no, they're uh they're uh, they're Star Wars. Uh that's a, that's awesome. They're the Star Wars things, whatever they're called. They're, they're ad ads. That is correct. So okay. they I I don't speak Star Wars language. Don't hold that against me. I am holding it against you. So there are two adats that are facing each other, and there's a snow speeder. Let me let me give you proper Star Wars verbiage here. And, Why don't you just uh, post the picture in the show notes for everyone or on Twitter so they can? <laughs> no, because it's family stuff. I don't like to post it. I'll, I'll take a I, photo of my shirt and I'll post it later. I agree. Okay. Um, and uh, so the the two adats are facing each other, and there's a snow speeder that has put out a tow cable. And uh, Dak put out the tow cable and uh, that he has tied them up. And then above the two, he's made the two adats face each other and then drew a heart in the air with the tow cable above them. It's very cute. I love it. I love yeah, it. Local I love Seattle it. artist. Uh, appreciate that. So, yeah. Oh, anyways, man. that's my well, day. This has been a great time. Thanks for letting me share my views on life, love, parenting and 
Simon Sinek, right? Um, but yeah, please watch those two videos and we'll definitely link them for everybody in the show notes. If it's, I, I think you'll really enjoy it. And if you watch it, I'm going to bet you're going to want to watch it again with H Love when you get home. So, I will. I will. Challenge accepted. Challenge well, accepted. Well, sir, thank so, you for your time. Thank you for your hey, time. Well, thank you for your time. Don't you dare thank me for my time. You are my I almost time. Gotcha. Oh. When are we gonna? When are we gonna get to? All right, let, let, let's end the podcast and we'll have some quick chat. All right, sounds good. Bye, well, until next week. You. Bye.